What's going on, guys? Philosopher here, and welcome back to FGC Philosophy Podcast. Of course, I am Tavian Napier, working on an introduction. <laughs> uh, I am a life coach, a esports coach in Rocket League and fighting games. I've uh, been doing a lot of work in the esports industry in terms of production, coaching, uh, planning, organizing, and uh, just working on myself as a human being. I'm really big into personal development, and that's why most of my conversations tend to be somewhat aligned with that topic and or games. Sometimes it's more on the gaming topic. Sometimes it's more on the personal development topic. I'm trying to find a healthy medium, right? I'm in the transition of trying to figure out what I want to do with my content, what I want to do with myself as a, a career. Uh, I'm at an interesting transition where I'm doing almost 50-50 with coaching and esports production and organizing uh, a couple different areas of my life that I'm working on. And as such, that's going to be the main topic of today as well as a little bit of FGC stuff that I'm wanting to talk about. Uh, it's hard to articulate. It's something that I'm interested in, but also at the same time disinterested in. And hopefully I can work on that conversation later on in this episode. But first, the one thing I want to talk about that I like talking about now is almost like a, a book club, audiobook club, whatever, whether you're reading it. I have friends that are reading the same books that I'm listening to, like Viridian Gate Online. Uh, I recommended that to a friend, and he actually read the book so fast he passed me <laughs> uh, in the series. And now I'm trying to play catch up to talk about the series with him. He's like hooked on it and has read the books and the side uh, spinoff books as well. And I'm still working on, uh, they haven't even made all the audiobooks yet. So I'm as far as I can get with the main storyline. Uh, that actually is a very interesting storyline. If you like Ready Player One or Sword Art Online or maybe Dot .hack, uh, I highly recommend Viridian Gate Online. It's it's a more committed version of Ready Player One, if I were to say. It's a different thing. Like You shouldn't compare the two. But it deals with virtual reality, living in a virtual reality MMO, uh, sort of. Uh, I haven't read one of the books in a little bit, but it's actually an interesting book to talk about. Uh, I really enjoy that series. So I figure, why not bring it up real quick and then move on to what I am listening to, which right now is only Harry Potter and the... Uh, the Goblet of Fire. The Goblet of Fire. Excuse me, I had to think about that. I finished The Prisoner of Azkaban, I think, last month. And then I recently started this book here. But yeah, I haven't really been listening to too many audiobooks, just that one right now. And the reason I talk about audiobooks, there's twofold. One, because I legitimately listen to audiobooks on a daily basis. But two, they're basically uh, the sponsor or I'm an affiliate with them. I uh, is only affiliate that I actually market right now because I genuinely think that audible has been a, a super useful tool for me uh, i listen to books and read books kind of slowly so either or i'm committed to a book for like probably two months or so and even though i i say that i still have what like 30 or 40 books you know what? i'm gonna check on audible real quick i have 74 titles in my catalog right now and i've listened to probably 90 percent of them and i would say about 90 to 80 percent are actually just person development books and the last half a year or so I've started listening to more nonfiction before that it was 100% person development books unless it was like a free book that came with it but nonetheless you can go to davianapier.com slash audible and you can actually get a free month to try it out for yourself right and I don't get anything out of it unless you actually keep it and wind up paying for the service it's fairly cheap I think it's $7.99 for the standard version and maybe $12.99 for the premium version that comes with like three tokens per month instead of uh, the one token per month I have the basic one I'm not rich uh, but I want my audiobook, my one audiobook a month. So at least with just the service, you get one free book if you keep it, right? And that's my logic is that it's going to take me two months to finish a book. I'm probably going to re-listen to it and then re-listen to other books that I've already listened to. I've recently been listening to The Art of Learning. I'm not done with that, but I've really been digesting some of the topics before moving on. Like, I've been talking about getting into zones, slowing down time, uh, specifically with competing and really getting into that mindset and discussing it with students and discussing it with peers and applying it to the games that I'm trying to learn. And it's been very helpful. So I don't really see a reason just yet to move on because I really want to internalize this concept while I'm working on myself and working with other uh, high performers or competitors. I want to make sure that I'm recognizing this, learning about it before I move on to another topic, right? So I highly recommend that book too if you haven't read it. The Art of Learning by Josh Whiteskin. There's a, a colon more stuff too, but I always just call it that. That's good enough if you look it up on Google or Audible or Amazon. Uh, it doesn't matter where you get it. 
it'll be uh, a great book. It's a great listen, right? I, I've talked about it a lot, so I'm not going to recap it here, but I have talked about it a lot. I digress. One of the reasons I haven't been listening to audiobooks as much lately is because I've been listening to uh, kind of a mini debate uh, YouTube channel. Um, it's pretty interesting, right? And that, this is going to get into religion, so I'll put a timestamp in here because uh, a lot of people don't like talking about religion, and I don't like talking about religion with people who don't want to talk about it or have a very uh, one-sided point of view. But that said, you know, look in the timestamp if you want to skip this section for those who want to listen. Basically, I've been listening to atheist debate theist it's been primarily atheist versus christians uh i personally i don't talk about religion too often because i don't have a religion uh, i don't really have a spiritual belief i don't consider myself to be a full atheist but some of my viewpoints align with how they think right uh, at least the ones that i've been watching debate it's not so much that they're declaring there is no god it's just there's been no evidence to prove there is a god and as such i'm open to it being proven wrong but so far nothing's really convinced me right I do think there are things or anomalies like miracles or crazy events that are unexplainable, but I think it's only a matter of time before science explains it. I'm also one who is totally open to <laughs> the possibility of like superpowers or mind reading and stuff like that. I haven't seen it in my adult life, right? It's been a long time since I've witnessed anything like that with faculties that make more sense, that have more uh, grounds in the science world and, you know, physics and uh astronomy astronomy is that right astrology i always get those mixed up i feel really dumb when i do but uh, there's topics that i'm not educated in but i'm versed in that makes sense and as such you know i haven't seen a ghost since i was really young or experienced that kind of anomaly um nothing in a long time has been super miraculous and that's not to say there's no justification just again tangent going down here uh it's interested me watching theist and atheist debate so basically there's a couple of guys the biggest one i think his first name is matt i don't know how to pronounce his last name it's like dillahunty or something like that very aggressive guy like i don't like his personality too much but i like how he makes his points and it's very very educated on the topics that he's debating in and if he's not educated he will say i don't know right he won't try to uh move around the topic or dance around the topic or just move on to a new thing He'll be like, I don't know, I can't really talk about that topic in that way because I, I don't know yet and there's no evidence to prove me wrong. Uh, therefore, I'm certain that you can't know or you, you have your own opinion or this is my opinion, I'm acknowledging that versus, you know, this is objective information. Uh, it's really fascinating to see that him and other guests that come on the show or co-hosts, whatever they're called. Uh, and someone who's coming from a neutral standpoint, I'm kind of, you know, I don't commit to any sort of religion i think that that is not for me i'll say for now <laughs> uh but it's just fascinating what watch the wacky arguments in my opinion wacky arguments that they come up with as tangible evidence right and i won't get too much into it but basically uh, i just find that concept very fascinating to debate that but also how how do i word this do i want to word this I think I would maybe in some way compare it to how people watch reality shows. In a lot of ways, it's very painful because the people that call in and make their arguments, in my opinion, aren't making very great arguments for their case. And it's fascinating watching these people who are on the show not just dominate them verbally, right? It is their show, so they do have the ability to be like, no, this is my show. You're going to conduct yourself in my way. And I can see how someone who has an opposing point of view might feel like it's a one-sided situation, but they're calling into a show to debate with somebody, uh, so they do have to respect their format. But the format of the show is if you don't have tangible evidence or something objective about what you're talking about, or you're you're mixing your words, or you're trying to uh, say something that's factual isn't factual. Like they challenge those things that I I've dealt with in the past with you know talking to relatives or friends or, or peers that have certain opinions and they can't really make a sound argument for it but they still feel very adamant that their way is the right way and will try to tell you that you're wrong while having no logical argument as to why they are right. It's just they're right because they believe it hard enough and that's just the way it is. And that, that's usually been the case with religion, but it, I've seen that be the case with just politics and uh, a lot of things over life. So I just, I found that very, very fascinating. 
especially as one who was raised Christian. I've been a couple different denominations, so I've, you know, I'm somewhat familiar with the Bible as an adult. I've never read it. I plan on reading it one day, probably getting the audiobook. <laughs> funny enough. Uh, but I, I, I do like having conversations with theists myself. Uh, I like, I personally don't tend to challenge their worldview because I know for me, when I was really young, I was like 12 years old-ish when I left that religion officially in myself. Like I didn't announce it to anybody else, but I was like, no, I don't believe this anymore. And I'm not scared. Like I want, I, most of the time I stayed as a Christian simply because I was afraid of getting struck down by lightning or God or something like that. I was afraid of going to hell, all that kind of stuff. For me personally, you can believe whatever you want to believe, but for me, I don't believe in a heaven or a hell. Uh, I've just experienced enough life and have learned enough things to just not believe that's a thing and not need it to be necessary for me to enjoy my current life, right? Uh, I think that sense of mortality for myself has given, me, has given me more of a sense of urgency to take control of my life rather than uh, go by the whim of life, right? It's like I have the mindset of there's nothing else after this, Therefore, uh, I'm going to work hard in this life as much as I can and try to remember that or remind myself of that so that I live the best life that I can and I have the biggest impact on other people's lives in a positive way that I can and educate myself along the way so that I can keep course correcting along the way. Does that make sense? So uh, I know that's kind of a roundabout thing, but it's just something that's been on my mind a lot. I've been watching probably an hour or two's worth a day of these kinds of debates and just seeing how they create their arguments, what points they're making, certain terminology that I don't personally know that's specific to debating, uh, how to make an argument, what is and isn't considered evidence that someone else has to consider. Um, even smaller things just as how to assert yourself in a conversation. I'm always fascinated by that. Um, I feel more comfortable with asserting myself in any situation. I just think that I'm still learning when those situations are. Sometimes I go off, you know, too aggressive with people like, no, this is the way it's going to be really early. And sometimes I might wait a little bit too long to see that. So I'm, I'm still learning when is the correct time to do it. Not so much being afraid of hurting people's feelings, but more so just making sure that my actions are as effective as they can be. If it requires a gentler touch, then I give it a gentler touch. If it requires someone who's a little bit more adamant on what the structure of a conversation or how, you know, in a workplace things are going to go, I want to make sure that if there's not a more effective route, that's the person that I'm going to be, right? Not so much being inauthentic, but making sure that I'm tailoring the style of my interactions with others, 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 that's the word, others uh, as such that it's effective, right? Not being disingenuous right i want to stay true to my morals and my own personal work ethic but i also want to make sure that people understand where i'm coming from while also not being offensive you know being inclusive all that kind of stuff so nonetheless that's you know my other audiobook usually i for those who are newer or haven't seen the last few episodes i should say uh, i've been talking a lot about audiobooks at the beginning just because it's more of a book club thing and usually i have one nonfiction, and one more person development the the debates and such and some politics have taken the place of that other personal development one. Uh, I don't think I like that structure so much because I want to make sure that I'm getting something specifically towards personal development and not just intellectual. Like I like the intellectual stuff and the debates and learning and seeing how people see the world, but I got to make sure I'm feeding my brain, like putting fertilizer or putting nutrients in there and not just, you know, watering it with a bunch of intel intelligence, right? Uh, I think I become too robotic if I don't really keep working on myself. I get, I get kind of stuck in my ways. I want to make sure I'm growing and challenging myself and learning, improving. But yeah, let's move on. So one thing I want to start doing is giving you some updates on the schools that I'm working with. Uh, not so much to advertise them, but almost a sense of accountability, right? I want to start figuring out how I can be accountable via my content. Uh, I like this phrase. I don't know where I got it from or if I had it myself, but I was talking to a friend about this. The concept of accountability through content. I already have a podcast that I'm putting out there regularly or semi-regularly right now. I, I want to get it to regularly. I've thought a lot about, you know, changing the name of the podcast at this point. And if I get to that point, I will. But for right now, I'm just keeping an FGC philosophy. I like the name. I don't want to think of a new one. It's just too much work to think about. For now, just as an update, because I've been talking about this here and there, uh, I want to keep doing this podcast. My goal 
uh, before I get to the updates is to start. I want to do this weekly, not just because I want to put out content. Like I'm rethinking about my motivations here before I felt really obligated to put out content because I want to make sure that I'm pleasing other people. But I felt like it was not quality. It was, I wasn't motivated or I didn't know what to talk about. Right. I just was in this weird place where I was so focused on esports that I really didn't put a lot of attention to the FGC in this last semester. I've been not going to any of my FGC events, both offline and online, because I've been working in the esports, co collegiate esports industry so much. Uh, so I've been kind of frustrated in a lot of different ways and trying to figure out what the hell do I want to talk about? What kind of content do I want to make? And, you know, I'm, I'm slowly figuring that out for myself. And the first thing is making sure I somehow remind myself of what I'm working on. And right now, that's a lot of esports stuff. And if I share that with you guys, I'm probably going to feel more obligated to be accountable and make sure I'm working on stuff and get more organized is the biggest one for me. Uh, still learning that, still improving on that. Not just organizing, but planning and then delegating that planning and trickling that down to different people in different departments, trying to figure out this big vision, right? Getting the big vision and then making sure that happens because I can envision things, but then creating all the different things to do that. Uh, I'm getting older and I've realized my time is limited, so I can't do all the things. I'm just typically a jack of all trades, so I'm so used to doing everything myself. Uh, it's just not effective for growing, right? So that aside, I'll give you a couple updates now and I hope to organize this as I go, uh, but I'll start with WMU. So one of the colleges I work at is Western Michigan uh, University. Uh, they're a, a great school. I, I worked with them since 2018 during the pandemic. I got laid off and then they picked me back up and I'm helping in a lot of different areas. My job has changed. My job title has changed. I took, you know, I'm not going to give any specific numbers ever. It's just something I don't ever do, but I definitely took a pay cut compared to what I was paid before, but I also am able to make my own schedules a little less strict. Um, I have more influence on how things are done, which I really appreciate. So I kind of have more creative freedom. So uh, I genuinely love everything about this job, even though sometimes I might get stressed or frustrated. It's something that I have a lot of passion to make sure it is, I want to say perfect, but I also know that along the way things aren't going to be perfect. So I've found this equilibrium of high expectations, but making sure that I'm okay with just putting out something so that we're always trying to improve and being consistent and, and just getting to what I consider to be perfection and not sweating it along the way. Right. So the first thing is I am technically the Rocket League coach right now. That's going to be changing here soon. I just replaced myself with a Rocket League coach. I've promoted the team captain. Uh, I'll call him J Crew. This is a gamer tag to the coach. So he's going to be a student employee, but he'll eventually hopefully stay with us after he graduates this semester. This semester I can't talk. My words are all I don't know what, what the heck they are, but uh, yeah, he'll be the new Rocket League coach. I'm really excited about that. He's already starting to transition into that, but I just mean officially on paper here really soon. And I, I couldn't be prouder. He's been a great captain, a great player. You know, the only thing that I feel bad about is that he's not going to be able to compete once he's a coach, but um, he seems okay with that. We gave him the choice to make sure that, you know, it's not something that was pushed on him. We asked him to, Hey, here's the situation. We would love for you to do that. And then I can work more on production and just head coaching. Right? So I'd be doing kind of a dual job still where I'm head coaching as of right now, and then working on production and planning and organizing. So I've already been doing that, but officially, you know, I can be more focused on that and not just focus on making sure the team is winning. Uh, and that's kind of the other update is that the Rocket League team specifically is 2-0 right now, right? <laughs> um, they've been playing well. And they're really, really good in the league that we're in. It's a lesser known league. So, of course, the competition we had no clue what we were getting into. But uh, so far, the competition just hasn't been there. And that's not to brag. It's just we played in CRL, the Collegiate Rocket League. Uh, qualifiers and they lost both opportunities so they're not the best school in the world by any means but they're good right they they played against the the team that qualified to get into crl which i think there's 32 teams total i have to check i think it started the actual tournament started uh, a couple of days ago so i have to update myself on that and make sure i follow along to see what the good schools are doing uh, i want to 
you know, learn. I'm continuing to learn, seeing what the production is, seeing what the best schools are doing in terms of their strategy. I want to still do that because I'm also coaching at another job, uh, coaching at a couple of different schools, but that's besides the point. Uh, but yeah, right now they're 2-0. It's every Monday we're going to be streaming it, trying to practice the stream. Sometimes the quality is not going to be as good as we'd like because of weather or because of COVID and restrictions. So we're trying to make sure we're always putting on a stream, but due to restrictions that might change in terms of the quality to some extent. So hopefully people understand that because we're working with a crazy situation. We do have a full arena that was... Uh, there was two donations of a total of like a half a million dollars and uh, plus. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that number. And it's, man, I don't know. It's such a cool job. It's such a cool job. I get to, you know, help with coaching students and also doing a production for Rocket League and training people on production and commentating and uh, working with other coaches and students that are high level and, and getting to talk about gaming. There's, there's just so much cool stuff to it that... Um, I really want everything to be great and I stress out about that sometimes so it's kind of a, a give and take with that job I love it so much and uh, hopefully we keep winning for the Rocket League team hopefully our, our production keeps getting better we have some students on there as well that have been helping I've been training we have one student that's worked there since you know I hired him back like in 2018 2019 been very very hard working works with the esports club there too so I don't know I, I hopefully have a better report in the future about what's going on there but i want to give you some updates as to what the heck i'm doing i just feel like no one knows what i actually do even though everyone knows that i work in the esports industry uh i think there's only like a couple of people who work with me that understand what all is involved with esports and and what isn't involved i guess people just don't know about enough of what i do anyways i digress albion esports is the other uh college i'm working with albion college and albion michigan they also have a Rocket League team on the varsity uh, coach for them as well. And then I'm helping with production, kind of a sim similar thing, but they're working on a lower budget. They don't have a huge facility, so they're working with uh, lower budget stuff, but still some pretty good equipment, right? Nothing nothing to scoff at. Uh, they just don't have like, a big arena or any like viewing place. So they still work on the production. They still work on, you know, they don't have the same $1,200 piece of software for streaming and production, but they do have OBS and Streamlabs OBS. They have an Elgato Stream Deck, kind of cool stuff. And, uh, you know, I help teach the students and some of the staff how to use the stuff. And I set up some of their overlays and things, but I also coach the, the team. And I love my team. It's a group of kids that are awesome two of them are graduating this semester unfortunately but the captain is actually a freshman very dedicated to the game uh but just working with them and seeing them grow as players and as people has been very amazing they went from last semester being their first semester and basically losing every single game they competed in uh to you know doing very well in their first game they're in week three uh they're they're one and two right now in the league they won their second game uh and last week and that was like their first dub and, and being able to share that moment with them like uh you know now that i have a kid it's not the same thing as having a kid but i can kind of compare it to that sort of experience where you feel happy for them almost as if you're the one experiencing it right you, you know that you had a hand in helping them but you aren't the one that actually took the actions to do what needed to be done and almost as a result you feel even more happy because uh it's not just you doing it it's somebody else and you just helped it's hard to explain but it's almost has like a very parental energy to it uh you know i guess i've coached a lot of people along my life and i think it's very similar to that too but with competing specifically it's different because it's not just improving your life that's a different kind of satisfaction that i get from from coaching people and seeing them improve as people that's really great and i still do that and i still love that but in terms of competing specifically it's it's like the highest form of mastery of something, right? Like art, for example. Art in itself, it, you can enjoy it just as an artist and just doing it and being a great artist, right? You're not competing against somebody else per se. You're just trying to better your best because you just love doing it. And I think that competitive gaming is, or competitive anything, right? Competitive anything can be done alone, like basketball. You can dribble and shoot and dunk and do all these cool things alone. But there's something different about defeating somebody else with your set of skills and your mindset. That is a different kind of satisfaction that you can only understand by experiencing yourself or uh, pursuing it. Uh, it's hard for me, at least. I, I can't say it myself how to express it. It's just something that... It's like pride and happiness and fulfillment where you're working on this thing and you 
you beat somebody else. It's not just about I'm better than you for me personally. I think it's different for different people, especially with the way they act after they win or when they lose. You can tell that their priorities are in different places. Uh, but for me, it's partly because of the love of the mastery of whatever it may be. For me, it's a lot of different games, right? I, I love fighting games and I think that's my main thing that's always going to be. But I just hit like platinum rank in Halo and I'm not putting a lot of time into it. I just I commentated for the uh, for Albion, um, kind of relevant to the topic. One of the other things is I, you know, I was helping with production and we had a Halo tournament and I've played the new Halo a couple times and then uninstalled it. Uh, I didn't really play it a lot. And, and I play a couple of shooters here and there, but again, I don't put a lot of time into it and just something I've always sucked at. But Halo 2, Halo 1, Halo 3, I played those games a lot when I was a kid and I played them somewhat competitively. I wasn't the best, but I was all right, right? And I could have gotten better if I had known and had this kind of mindset back then. So I was like, you know what? After helping with the stream and commentating a little bit of Halo, like I, again, I knew a little bit about it. I know how to kind of help be color commentary if I need to. I'm not the best at it, but I can do it. Uh, and I, I like doing it because I get to learn and improve and it's still working on my craft, especially when you don't know a topic. You have to acquire a different set of skills to continue conversating and finding, like looking for that information and digging for it and staying focused and not just trying to BS your way through it, uh, asking questions to someone who's a little bit more logical. Uh, I learned a lot from my co-commentator and I learned a lot from watching the production uh, from the production. End. We had two matches, so I helped with the first stream and then the second stream I had someone else do it. And then I commentated because we didn't have another commentator because my my one of my students for the Rocket League team was commentating the first game. So I didn't want to have him lose two match, two Halo matches worth of uh, gameplay practice time because that was technically his practice time. And I was like, you know what? I'll let you go for a little bit because we just put on a new member. So it's a three on three game. So you'll he'll sub in for you while you go commentate. But again, I wanted to rotate him back into the the thing so again this is what i have to work with <laughs> you know multitasking all over the place and also utilizing the the students and and talent that i have uh but that all to be said that you know i wound up getting platinum rank which is i would say above average for most games uh so that felt good right and just applying what i learned and be like oh okay i'll watch a couple youtube videos understand it try to work on my aim that i've already been working on apply these things and make sure i just only focus on that small set of things and it it paid off and it felt very rewarding uh, to, to feel that way to be like, okay, I'm not the lowest rank that's possible in the game I'm like three ranks three or four ranks above the lowest rank that you can get so that felt good I'm above average that means that I have way more to go if I wanted to play the game more competitively, which I really don't want to but um, you know I've improved as a player over over a set of time, but certain shooters maybe just don't click with me uh, but anyways, I digress my whole point is you know watching someone else win uh, knowing what that feels like for myself, but seeing other people experience that, oh man, it just feels good. It's it's very gratifying. And I, it makes me happy that that's the kind of person that I am now because I used to not know what it felt like to be happy for other people uh, because I was that level of selfish or self-centered. And I had depression. So, you know, that's not an excuse by any means. Some people would say it is. I, I don't think it is. Uh, I'm not ashamed of who I was back then anymore, but I, that's just the case. I was depressed. I was only focused on myself because I was focused on, on keeping some, myself alive. And as a result, I didn't really care what other people did in their life. I didn't care if they like had super success. Um, and sometimes people I didn't like when they had failures, it felt good to me. I'm not that same person anymore. And I'm proud of that. Uh, I'm proud that now I can help other people be the best versions of themselves, whether it be through competing in games, which I think is a legitimate uh, pastime or or thing to master if it's something that you know you're balancing the rest of your life um but i also have played traditional sports and stuff like that and i understand like those feel a little bit different but it's very similar so yeah those are the things that i'm working on i i also have another company that i'm working with technically too uh, i'm planning some more gaming club with uh, I call them Campfire, but it's the Baldwin Center. It's an after-school program. Uh, we're developing kind of person development and gaming for uh, less competitive. It's like Minecraft is what we usually play. Uh, but we're looking at the Roblox. I'm thinking about introducing Rocket League since that went free-to-play. Uh, and we just try to help less fortunate kids. Um, you know, sometimes they get free computers, you know, for the projects and stuff like that. Sometimes they get paid for participating and, and learning about, you know, getting their feedback and stuff like that. So I'm able to help kids, some who have lost family members due to this pandemic, um, who don't have as much stuff in their life, I get to help enrich their mind with, you know, conversation, but doing it through gaming. Because I opened up through gaming. 
I'm, it's easier for me to kind of talk through an avatar sometimes uh, when I was younger, at least uh, now. So I can, I can be very direct with how I feel when I was younger. Most people that I tried to talk to, I think how I was talking didn't click or something. And then also in the, in the black community, you don't really talk about feelings and, and, and philosophy too often. You just, you do what you're told. Uh, and you kind of conduct yourself in a certain kind of way somewhat for survival in that kind of environment and that that wasn't who I was naturally right it just I was really curious about learning and, and philosophy and psychology and understanding how people think and how the world works uh, and obviously before I said I'm not really believing in the Christian belief so I didn't have that same worldview about a lot of things or had more questions than answers so yeah for me um it's very satisfying to do this kind of work. I kind of went off on a tangent there, but hopefully that made sense. I I turned it down for this semester, which felt kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It felt like a bummer that I had to turn it down, but for my own sanity, I didn't want to be working on four or five different jobs like i have four contractors but within those contractors i do different things and that that kind of does something to your brain where you're having to manage a lot of different jobs you know or different tasks that you have to do different responsibilities so you have production you have coaching you have planning which is different from production but falls into it so you have to take that into account uh you have teaching more so than just coaching specifically or training and that these are all the things that I'm doing and I enjoy doing them, which makes it kind of refreshing to do different things, but also doing different things for different companies and keeping track of it all is not something that I'm, that comes naturally for me. So I had to make sure that I could manage what I already had before adding to my plate. And I think I had already added too much to my plate and I was trying to move some things away while I got better at what I already was trying to manage. Right. <laughs> Hopefully that analogy made sense. So, you know, I'm still meeting with them cause I'm like, okay, it's, it's one thing to meet and kind of plan, but it's another thing to be in front of kids and not being fully there. I, I don't ever want to get paid for not doing a job I thought I did well. You know, I'll take the money because times, you know, sometimes times are hard and I'll take the money, but I'm not going to sit there and keep taking that money and set up more more uh, programs if I don't think I can be fully present. And, and this semester, I don't feel like I could. Uh, now that it's getting warmer because during the winter, I just get depressed just because of the weather alone let alone just you know being cold and all that kind of stuff i hate being cold for long periods of time it affects my mood i can tell i get more irritable uh i it's harder to wake up for me it's harder to stay awake and it's just cold everywhere <laughs> uh so yeah i just wanted to make sure that i could do what i was doing well uh even though i i need the money or I, i'd like to have that money you know i just I had to wait. So now we're planning, you know, I'm working with the other company as well, which is Concord Esports, and I'm doing some coaching for them, uh, helping some of the schools, and there's different difficulties that come along with all these jobs. So yeah, that's that's kind of the big picture of what I'm doing right now with all the different companies. I don't think I forgot anybody right now. Uh, I was doing some one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, but I haven't been marketing that right now just because I'm trying to manage the jobs that I currently have rather than working with uh, individual clients as well, which is a different kind of commitment. I am someone who struggles with giving myself enough credit for what I do. I'm often amazed by the opportunities that I have. Uh, very grateful for them. It's kind of like a default mindset. But I also am sometimes nervous that I'm not doing well enough and that the floors is going to fall from under me. And I manage that, right? So people people have reached out about this, and I, I appreciate it too, uh, very much so. But I'm very open about how I feel, despite the fact that I don't always take action on how I feel, if that makes sense. I, I'm nervous that I'm not going to be you know, doing things well, but I try to make sure that I take action in a way that makes that not matter if I don't do well or not and, and do a good job. Right. So even though I might think that I, I don't take action on that, does that make sense? You know, let me know if that makes sense. If not, uh, we can discuss it maybe a little bit more in depth. Uh, that was refreshing to talk about. I'll tell you what, I love the FGC, but the FGC as a whole still has, I feel somewhat of a poverty mindset. And 
not as individuals, right? There are great people who are trying to do their best doing what they love while also trying to make a living to some extent doing it while probably having other jobs like myself. You know, I think of uh, Rick Fire or the Hado, the person who runs Combo Breaker. I think of Tony and Tom Cannon who are working with Riot right now and they also run EVO, the biggest fighting game tournament in the world, uh, which was recently purchased by Sony. So I'm sure they made a lot of money from that. And also Pokimane, right? Pokimane is a co-owner of the company that own, owns EVO now. So I think Tony and Tom can have a very business mindset and are trying to help grow the FGC by making these partnerships, right? Uh, and that's a whole other tangent. I've talked about that in the podcast with the Riot and the, the my predictions with Mega Maxstar. Uh, but yeah, as as you know, the public discourse, the things that you see on Twitter, the things that you see on on Facebook. I'm not saying those represent individuals, but I am saying that is the general air around the conversation in on the internet, which is where most of us hang out, right? So most of the conversations that I'm seeing in the FGC, I don't know how to put it, lightly. I just feel like the conversations are either stupid or the way that people are talking about it is stupid. And there's no disrespect to anybody. A lot of the people that talk about these topics, I genuinely like as people, or I don't wish any harm towards, right? There's certain people like Punk that I don't necessarily hate, but the things that they say, I usually don't like. And that's okay, right? They don't have to like, he doesn't have to say things that I like, but I'm going to be like, I don't like these things. I disagree. I don't care how good of a player he is. At the same time, I will acknowledge someone for their skills, right? Kanye West. Think Kanye West. Great, great producer and rapper. I don't think many people can take that away. You can say that you don't like his music, but you can't say he does a bad job at what he does. Uh, Every huge rapper or or uh producer that's worked with them would disagree with you and i would say that most of them probably are more reputable in the music industry than you are so if you have a disagreement in that uh you can go take that up with the people that also would agree with me on that but in terms of his personality more often than not i don't like what he's doing right i I can understand why he might be the person that he is but that doesn't mean that i have to like him i can uh, sympathize or empathize with him while still being like i don't like this person as a human being but he makes some dope beats and music that doesn't mean i'm going to support him i'll listen to his music but i'm not going to like praise him or or like i'm going to call him out for what he's doing as a person like i'll I'll have that conversation i'm like yeah his music is great i'll acknowledge that i don't like him though what he said there i disagree with i don't care if if kanye west said it right so it's kind of that same mindset where people are talented but because they're talented they're they're thoughts and their words are respected just by default but then you also have people who just get super offended by it uh and i find myself in this weird middle space where one of the relevant topics is is the fgc too woke uh and this was something that i think you know i don't think it was rob tv that brought it up but he was one of the ones venting his frustration on this and um i I might go back and find the tweets. I I really don't care to do so right now, but it's more so just a general idea of what I might be talking about in the future uh, and trying to process some of these things because I I recently talked about taking a break from the FGC because of these these conversations that are being had, but I I think I don't want to bury my head in the sand. I'm still going to play fighting games. I'm still going to be around a lot of people who are in the FGC. I, I still run my own FGC, and I have nothing against them. They're not the ones that are doing this. It's mostly people... Uh, outside of my own FGC. So I'm like, why Why am I running away from a community that I like because people are talking stupid and I just don't know how to process it anymore? Uh, why don't I try to process it by talking about it myself? And if people have an issue with it, they can you know, they can try to be respectable and talk to me about it, right? <laughs> uh, they can debate me, they, whatever. I, I want to have some debates, nothing antagonistic, but if people disagree, I, I want to have those conversations with people. So again, to get back to the main topic of... of the Twitter sphere and, and the discourse in, in the FGC. Uh, yeah, I believe Rob TV had brought up this topic of the FGC being a little bit too woke or fake woke. And for a little bit, I read through those comments while rolling my eyes. And um, I always find myself somewhere in the middle. I do believe there are a lot of people in the past, I haven't seen this recently, but there are people in the past that there are people in the past that have been in my opinion, overly sensitive on various topics. Now, that doesn't mean that people can't get offended, but I do feel like the extent to which people try to express themselves that they are offended gets pretty extreme sometimes. You know, they they want to try to go after them and, and publicly smear people. Not I'm not talking about these people who have been doing 
nefarious things like messing with young children that's something that yes i believe exposing them in that if that is proven to be just true and they're not you know getting they're getting away with it that's different i'm talking about people who just say things that are offensive and that line changes for everybody so this is where it gets very muddy and hard to talk about because everyone has their own lines and nobody else seems to want to respect other people's lines that line moves for different people from different cultures and it's a different range within that culture right you know just because someone's from one culture doesn't mean they're just going to have this ideology it's going to be a range within their culture right so racism is a topic that is weird i'm i'm black right i grew up in a black community for most of my life and then i moved to the suburbs when i was older so i was like a kid that grew up in the hood that moved to the suburbs after he already knew what the hood was and experienced that life and was bullied by that that life and then also trying to be bullied by people from the suburbs and i'm like <laughs> like i'll tell you what i i never liked fighting i've been in fights for most of my life i've always been in like at least one fight from first grade or no kindergarten to what 10th grade before i moved to alabama when i moved to alabama that's when we kind of moved to the like the suburbs suburbs like we moved around a couple times in new jersey but uh being bullied from a kid from a kid like being bullied by a kid from the hood and being bullied by a kid from the suburbs by the time i was in like when i moved to alabama i was like six foot tall i already knew karate and i was like you can say whatever you want like I, i'm not ashamed by people saying mean things to me at this point but if you put your hands on me i got a 300 pound dude at home that like wants to beat me up because i lost a fight so i'm gonna just beat you up so i came with that energy of like what are you gonna do you said mean things i'm just gonna stay quiet i don't know how to like socially interact that's okay but once you put your hands on me we're fighting so you better be ready and at that time you know that school specifically i think if you if you got into a fight i think the cops are called on you and you'd get reported to juvie but like where i grew up it was a different kind of mentality right so i already had this mindset of i'll fight you right here and i'll get in trouble i don't care i've been suspended i've had in school suspension i've gone to like summer school i will fight you i'm not i don't want to fight you i don't want to hurt you i don't want you to hurt me but once you put your hands on me the rules completely change and that's it right uh so that's like what i grew up with and after learning how to socially interact with people because i was a very socially awkward person I, I mastered sales not mastered i would say i got better uh as a result of working in sales for so long uh thank you gamestop thank you shout out to uh gooch ramrod and brockman <laughs> uh two of my bosses super cool dudes oh man i appreciate you guys but uh yeah i worked at gamestop for like six years and that helped me but nonetheless my point is let me get back to the point uh, this topic was frustrating for me to hear about because there are some people who are just so sensitive about stuff. And then there are some people on the, like, just don't take it so serious side that are actually saying some really messed up stuff. Like, they're just saying mean things or they're being an asshole and it's like, I'm being an asshole, you gotta respect it. And, like, they're just being an asshole just to be an asshole. They're not even, like, aware of the fact that they're they're saying things that are just consistently not good things to say I, I think the thing that bothers me the most are you know the, the debate that i've seen is that there are people who like drama in the fgc because it brings attention to the fgc and this is this is the topic where i got really annoyed some people feel like there has to be conflict with individuals in order for there to be a good entertaining experience and I feel like the conversation has been trying to be had, and I haven't interacted with this because I just didn't feel like it, because it's a verbal conversation. It's not something that needs to be written. It's something that needs to be talked about, in my opinion. And as such, I feel like there are people who like either manufactured or, or real drama, right? The, the thing that comes to mind for me was 801 Strider and Punk at Season 3 of Street Fighter League. Uh, there was a behind-the-scenes video that Rob TV recorded where... They were like, I feel like they were this close to actually having a fight or it was fake, right? It was one of those two things because Gustavo, 801 Strider, he wasn't about the, the talk, right? He was like, hey, you're saying some things. I am warning you that you are crossing a line that you can't go back from. And if you keep crossing that line, that's it, right? If you know what I'm saying, then you know what I'm saying. If you don't, then you don't. Uh, I did not enjoy that. 
I didn't like that, that was a thing. And I was disappointed in Nato and Strider because he was the adult in that situation. And I just, it just reconfirmed the fact that I felt like Punk was, when it comes to being a human being, is kind of dumb, right? He doesn't, he doesn't understand that his ego, his ego is more important, in my opinion, in that situation than actually being a decent human person. Or he cares so much about winning that he's going to be an asshole to get into somebody's head just to win games like he he crosses the line outside of games right like in-game teabagging i'm okay with out of game you just being an asshole to another person just because you might want to win or because it fulfills your ego you're not a good human being to me right or at least not in that moment you might do things that are good for the community but you also are encouraging kinds of behavior that are destructive to the community and also there's going to be people who aren't as talented as players that are going to be doing that that aren't going to be able to get away with it and it's going to cause uh what's the term i'm looking for I can't think of the word. Double statements. Double standard? A double standard. Thank you. Words. I got those. Because I'm not going to let people talk to me like that. You know? <laughs> um, I'm not going to beat somebody up because I, I live a different life now. I'm not about to get the cops calling me at this point in my life. But I'm not going to sit here and let somebody be an asshole to me. Like I, I might just walk away or I might just not interact with you. Um, I might just kick you out of my community if you're doing it to other people. Because I'm not going to kind of... I'm not going to... Engage with that kind of person, right? I'm not going to let that person engage with my community. If you're just saying like this and that, or I'm going to I'm going to be talking to them, right? Because that's something that I'm working with. With another topic that I'll move on to shortly is saying bad things about somebody else's game. I've talked to somebody about this before, where it's okay to have an opinion that you don't like a game, that you're not going to play a game, that you don't like it. It's a different thing to actively go find people that like that game and tell them that their game is bad. It is not just annoying, but it's it's frustrating and it's uh, insensitive, right? But that's just one example. I'll move on to my back to my main point, which is the, the, this topic of the woke, woke culture and using vague terms like woke or fake woke and not really elaborating more on it and... The, the way the conversation was being had as a whole was just really stupid to me because there are some people, uh, I think Kane Blue River kind of tried to talk to this point, tried to touch on it, was that he said he's a competitor, he doesn't care about the drama. And I, I think what he was trying to say, and I don't want to misinterpret, but I felt like with Blue, uh, RKB, Red Kane Blue, Blue River Kane, I can't think right now. Kane Blue River is what Kane Blue River was trying to say. Yeah, so I'll see if I can find that post, but if I can't, then, you know, uh, I'll try to paraphrase as best I can, but essentially he was saying that he's a, he's not a spectator. He's a player. I believe what he was trying to say was that I just appreciate the mastery of the game. I don't care about the social interaction of it. And that's where I find it at least where I don't, I don't care about this drama. I don't care that this person hates this person and he wants to get the run back. I don't care that he stood up in his face and did some stupid thing, right? I don't care about humiliating some other human being on camera because I want to establish my dominance. I personally don't care about any of that. If it happens, then I'm turned off by that, right? It's adverse for me personally. But there are other people who are the exact opposite where some of them honestly don't care about the gameplay. They just care about watching the person they hate lose or watching the person they like win and while i might think that that is very shallow that's what other people think and that's okay too it's just people on different sides of that spectrum and, and in this situation i think it was more on the four drama side we're very like self-righteous and thinking that their way is the only way you have to conduct yourself where it it feels like for me I don't care if you guys have drama, but don't force it upon us. Don't think, don't make it act like that's the only thing that we have to have in order to be an entertaining experience. I can watch a full-on tournament with nobody having any arguments or dramas or bad reactions to their loss or their win and be perfectly happy, probably more so because I just care about the gameplay. Uh, watching their reactions is kind of a plus usually. I like watching people be happy uh, if they lost, you know, whatever. I'm not so petty to watch people that I hate just be upset just to be upset. Sometimes it's funny. I have moments of weakness. I'm not going to act like I don't enjoy sometimes when people lose, but that's not something that I am proud of or feel that people should be proud of, or that's something that should be celebrated. Really. That's not a, a trait as a human being that none of us should aspire to have personally. That's, that's my thought. If you disagree, whatever. <laughs> um, but that's just not who I am as a human being. Uh, but I also feel like that doesn't mean that I'm the only person that's right in this situation. That doesn't mean that I need to cut off every person that disagrees that's for drama, that loves the drama. I don't care, right? And there's people on both ends of the spectrum that just get so butthurt about the other end of the spectrum. It's like, hey, shut up. Go find an, a, a less drama-filled tournament 
and don't don't associate with this one that's okay don't act like that's the only way we have to conduct ourselves where we have to be so nice all the time to every single person if that's you then go find your community and build that but if you're on the other side where it's like you gotta have somebody having some sort of drama and this beef and yada 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 and talking smack all the time and that's what like that's that's what's great for you i think you got problems because you love drama so much that i feel like there's something that needs to be worked out there personally but if you do like it so what there's tons of those out there there's, uh, enjoy them i'm not going to stop watching them because there's drama it's not something that i feel like people need to be canceled for or they lost their job over uh there's several examples i could give but i'm not going to get into that in this episode people need to chill out right stop being so self-righteous uh <laughs> it's not that serious it's fighting games there is a pandemic going on in the damn world right now we're about to go into world war three with russia and ukraine uh like chill out about this fighting game shit it is not that serious in the grand scheme of things you might think it is but if we get nuked by russia it okay uh <laughs> you think the fgc is gonna survive like so just be happy that we have an FGC. Be happy that we have such a great country that we can have fighting game drama in the first place. It is not that serious. Play your damn fighting games. Have your drama. Don't have your drama. Just enjoy it. I'm sorry for those of y'all who walked into this and didn't know I was so frustrated about this topic. Uh, this is why I have avoided it, but I feel like this is very therapeutic to talk about this kind of stuff because... It is such an immature conversation to even be had. Like, why are you complaining about this on social media? Play your games. Go do stuff. God dang. That's the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much. I am sorry I got so heated on this. It's such a stupid topic to have even be had. And this is why I don't like getting on social media. Nonetheless, speaking of social media, <laughs> make sure you follow me. Okay? Uh, I'm on Twitter. You can follow this podcast. I listen. I, I play it on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, I try to upload it to YouTube, the video version as well. It's just my face. Sometimes I might edit it. I'm trying to work on my editing skills, my video editing skills. But right now, time is a, a valuable resource to me. So I don't put a lot of time to my video editing, which is why I focus mostly on the audio. But nonetheless, everything's either philosopher or the philosopher. YouTube, Twitter. I'm on Instagram, maybe TikTok in the future. I'm on there, but I don't really use it too much. Uh, of course, thank you guys so much. Uh, love to hear from you. Let me know what you thought about this podcast. If you thought I went off on the deep end, if you agreed, if you disagreed, why or why not? Thank you guys so much, and I will see you all in the next one.